Welcome to this special program on CFRC. My name is Silvia Rejar and today we will be talking with Priscilla and Rachel. Both are part of the Queen's Hong Kong Students Association. In this conversation, they shared with us their experience as international students here in Queen's University. And of course, a lot of interesting facts about their culture, their food, their language. So let's jump into this conversation. Priscilla and Rachel, thank you so much for being here with us today here on CFRC. Can you introduce yourselves? Um, yeah, so I'm Priscilla and I'm a third year sociology student at Queens and I'm from Hong Kong and I'm the co-chair of this year's QHKSA. Um, my name is Rachel and I'm a second year life science student and I'm also from Hong Kong and I'm the logistic director for this year in QHKSA. Okay, okay, so please tell me, how did you join this club? Um, so I've been in this club since 2017, and I knew this club from the club fair at Queen's in the beginning of the year when I was in my first year. Mm -hmm. And um, I just wanted to know more Hong Kong people on campus, so that's how I joined the club. Um, first year, I was also an executive member. I think it was... I was an event coordinator and then I just kept joining the club and signing up for executive member. And then here I am as co-chair. Okay, awesome. And, and you, Rachel? Oh yeah, so I found this club on Facebook and I saw that they're hiring when I was in year one. So I applied and I was the frosh rap for the year, um, I joined in 2019, which is last year, school year. And I just want to know more um, Hong Kong friends on campus, as Priscilla said, because we know Queens don't really have a lot of Asian population. So I just wanted to know more people. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your background, because you were born here in Canada, or you are really far from Kong and you came as an international student. Um, I'm an international student and um, I'm born and raised in Hong Kong and I've been studying in Hong Kong until grade 10 and then grade 11 I studied in a, in a high school in Port Hope and then after that I graduated and then I came to Queens. Mm. Okay, and what about you Rachel? I, um, I am born in Hong Kong and I went to Canada when I was in grade eight. Um, I was in Mississauga and then I did high school in Canada as well. And then, yeah, I went to Kingston for Queen, <laughs> yeah. which is super far from my home in Mississauga, but yeah. Okay, so you have experienced both countries. What do you remember the most about Hong Kong? Well, um, Actually, both Rachel and I are in Hong Kong right now because of COVID. Oh, oh God. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's nearly a year for me since I've been in Hong Kong, which is quite a long time because even when I was in high school, um, I mean, like high school in, in Port Hope, I only, came, I only um, came back to Hong Kong whenever it's Christmas or mm -hmm. summer holiday. So I've never been... I've, never been in Hong Kong for this long time for a while wow. which is kind of like it's kind of weird but I'm trying to get used to it as well um, but um, I think 
like when I was away in Canada, the most thing that I remember, I mean the mo- the most the most thing that I miss or remember in Hong Kong is the how convenient it is in Hong Kong for food for transport. I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really miss the weather in Hong Kong because it's too humid and wet and oh. hot. So yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Maybe my question should have been like, what do you remember the most about Kingston? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, I kind of miss IT. Not gonna lie. Um, yep. <laughs> and obviously the campus and um, like the like how we like just go to Stopper. Honestly, that I kind of miss that life. <laughs> yeah, I know. Times before COVID. And what about you, Rachel? Are you enjoying your time there in Hong Kong? Yeah, same same, same for me. I haven't been um, in Hong Kong for so long. I'm here for like a year now as well. And I often just go back once a year, like mm-hmm. to Hong Kong. So yeah, when I was in like, when I was in Canada and I was like missing Hong Kong a lot. And then like, I would like ask my mom to make Hong Kong food. Mm-hmm. So then I wouldn't be missing it too much. But yeah, often like this, like the people in general, like in Hong Kong, they're so friendly and everything. And no one really like, like cares about what, what you think and everything. Like no one judged here. And yeah, that's what it is. And I miss Kingston a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. How has been doing this, studying remotely? Because I, even uh, sometimes, because right now I don't know what time is it there in Hong Kong, but it should be complicated, right? Yeah, um, it's not that bad now because I don't. I think it's twelve hours okay. time difference. So Hong Kong is like twelve hours ahead mm-hmm. of of um on uh, Ontario, mm-hmm. and um so luckily for me, I don't have that many um live classes. So and mostly I've learned a lesson for my first semester. Um, I usually chose the time that is my like it's early morning in um ontario mm-hmm. so it will be my like around 8 8 30 p.m or like mm. 11 p.m and then like it's not that bad for me i can still sleep but i do know some of my friends who have like classes at 5 a.m or like 3 a.m hong kong time so that's like 3 p.m in um in kingston mm-hmm. so that was kind of harsh for them so some of them chose to Um, go back to Canada when it was December or January. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty lucky in this case. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty lucky actually. And you, Rachel, are in the same case as as Priscilla? Yeah, um, but I definitely hate how we have to do everything online. Um, I don't have live lectures, so no one is teaching me like my materials. So I basically have to read all my materials by myself and learn it. And like, um, as Priscilla said, like you have to really schedule your time really well to like, like match like the due date and everything. And it was hard for me to like figure it out when is it due and like not to miss it because it's like 12 hour ahead. Mm-hmm. So you have to think like, oh, wait, this is due on Friday, but it's on Saturday for us. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I normally just do it day before, so I won't, I won't miss it or anything. But I seriously hate it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine. And, and unfortunately, this semester and maybe the next one is going to be like the same thing, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, why are you there in Hong Kong? At the beginning of the pandemic, you were there or you decided to go back to Hong Kong when the pandemic started? Um, like once the school announced that, like, oh, we're going to do like lesson for the rest of the year from mm -hmm. last school year, um, I decided to go back because like I didn't know it's going to be this long mm -hmm. and um, I feel safer. I felt safer to be with my parents in Hong Kong or at least at, in Hong Kong, like I felt safer. Like, I don't know what, like at that moment, I don't know what the whole pandemic is. So yeah, exactly. Um, it's very uncertain at that point. So um, I said I decided to go back uh, in late March. Yeah. Oh God! So you were in, on time before the the the, uh, the borders were closed and there yep. were no more flights yep. and everything, right? Yep. I was on the second last flight back to Hong Kong. Oh God! <laughs> Brilliant. <Yep. lucky. laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty lucky okay let's say that i'm going to travel to hong kong let's say that there's no <laughs> pandemic anymore what would be like the first or the main things the highlights of hong kong that you would tell me um i'll say honestly i'm just gonna go with the food and transportation it's <laughs> okay. like like we have a lot a lot a lot of food and like different cuisines um and also Um, the transportation is really, really convenient here because, like, Hong Kong is pretty small, like, comparing to Toronto mm -hmm. or um, other cities. So we have, like, the subway station, I mean, the subway system, which um, covers basically everywhere in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. uh, even if you can, some places aren't, like, aren't that covered, there are still buses or... Uh, minibuses, there are cabs, and then there is trams, which is a pretty old um, transportation that we had, we still had until now. Um, but yeah, it's really convenient. Like with an octopus cart, which is something like, um, what is it called in Toronto? The Presto. Yeah. Oh, the Presto like, cart. Mm. Yeah, like the Presto cart. Um, So you can go, basically go everywhere. Like you can just go uh, visit everywhere in Hong Kong along the subway line. So okay. I think that's like a little highlight. And I think Rachel can speak more about this. <laughs> What's your favorite dish? The best food that you would recommend me? The street food. We the have street food. Fun, uh, street, like street food. And um, we did a quite like... We, we like, we introduce a lot of street food on our Instagram as well, on our social media. You can definitely go check it out. But my favorite, it's definitely like, like um, fish balls and they like put curry on top. So it's like super good. Oh But then like, you have to be like, um, not afraid of eating on like the sidewalk. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely like eating street food with my friends and just standing there talking Yeah. yeah, yeah. I am also a huge fan from street food, so definitely I would definitely try that. Okay, um, so now tell me a bit about the club. So, how many members are in the club and everything? Um, so we have 13 executive members right now, like for this school year, mm -hmm. and then we have around 30 general members. 
but we always welcome new members to join us to join the club throughout the year so basically uh, the people who are our general members we let them sign up for our email list so whenever we have events we send them emails and then uh, we usually also have people joining our events through social medias so that's how we usually interact with our members okay okay and what kind of events do you usually plan i mean before pandemic and now with the pandemic are you still organizing some events um right now because like everything is visual mm -hmm. uh we are we have been doing weekly posts which mostly introduce hong kong culture to um people on our social media we okay. also did like a game night collaboration with eight other hong kong clubs across ontario's universities oh, to celebrate great. like noon and new year yeah and we tried to organize some events but it seems like that like everyone's been busy and like it's visual it's hard so mm -hmm. yeah we wish that we could do more but yeah. we've been yeah catching up with everyone with like our social media and stuff yeah. How was life before pandemic for you guys in the club? Um, so before COVID, we organized um, Kento classes, which is teaching our schoolmates uh, who are interested in learning some quick and easy Cantonese. So we usually, we usually just taught them um, some slangs or some like daily life words or just conversations. And we give out um, some worksheets or like, papers so they're taught by um, some native speaker like um, me or Rachel or some other previous members that we had uh, we also did street food night which is uh, introducing some popular street snacks in Hong Kong just now um, Rachel also mentioned fish balls mm -hmm. and also waffles and etc and we did some joint club events at Queens as well so some collab with GRQ which is the Japanese relations club um, for some food night and a get together thing and also a collab with QASA the Queen's Asian Student Association for Luna for the Luna New Year formal last year oh and, a lot uh, of activities then yeah so before COVID we were pretty like we we mostly did a lot of um, like spreading culture kind of events when mm -hmm everything is face to face so <laughs> yeah yeah okay and are there any members that are not from hong kong or that are not related at all with hong kong oh yes we do have two members um that they are not from hong kong or anything or related to hong kong but they love hong kong as i said and mm -hmm. uh, one of them are from germany and one of them are from Ita italy like italy But then, like, I believe that they, one of them studied in Hong Kong for exchange or something, and they just fell in love, like, with, like, like the Hong Kong culture. So oh, he just... Food, I guess, right? The food is, like, a, a huge thing. Yeah. Have you heard about any stereotype about Hong Kong or people from Hong Kong that you say, you know what? We are not like that. This is not my country. This is not my culture. That this is your opportunity to bring down one of those stereotypes. Um, stereotypes. I'll say, um, like for me personally, I can't really speak for the whole like population, but mm -hmm. um, for my, 
uh, personal experience, I've been um, like I think this applies to many Asians. Um, I've been mislabeled as like other ethnics, like um, for my looks, because like before I started a conversation with them, like you obviously have some perspective of that person from their looks. Like that's kind of it's it's not a good thing, but it's kind of normal for everyone to have that thought. Um, but I've been labeled as other eth- ethnics, which um, I'm not upset about it, but um, I'm just, that's my, that's just my personal experience. And um, I hope that people who can be not stereotype us, but um, just, yeah, just treat us as normal people because we are all human beings on the earth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's true. And what about you, Rachel? Have you experienced anything? Um, not really, but like, it's hard to tell people that you're from Hong Kong and like, they would just say like, oh, so you're from China. Like, um, but we, like, we are kind of different, but in a way that we're not because we are part of China. But um, it's kind of hard to let people understand how our culture is actually kind of different from like the actual like China culture. Um, but other than that, like I haven't really received any like like judge like judgmental and any like issue like that. But yeah, Asian like um, kind of like whatever Priscilla said, it's very true, and it does happen very often um, among us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. So for people, for example, that are not related or that know nothing about uh, about Hong Kong, about China, about Asia in general, people who have never been there or who know no one from there, how would you explain the difference between Hong Kong and China? And yeah, what's the difference? Um, well, I think the first significant difference is usually people in Hong Kong where pretty fluent like our mother like for locals in Hong Kong uh, we're fluent in Cantonese um, so which is pretty different from mainland China because they are they usually speak in Mandarin which um, some people describe both languages as Chinese but um, they are slightly they are slightly different which I think is the most significant differences that can distinguish us And yeah, I think that's the most significant one. The, the language. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately oh. for people, for example, like me, that I do not know anything about Cantonese or Mandarin, if I, heard, if I hear both languages, I would be like, oh my God. <laughs> for me, yeah, you, 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 it's kind of hard to um, distinguish it. But um, when you ask someone, you can, okay. when you say, when, when they say, oh, I know how to speak Cantonese, they're mostly from Hong Kong or oh. Macau, which is another small city next to Hong Kong. So. Macau? That's the name? Macau? Yeah. Okay. Macau. Yeah. Um, any any other way to distinguish or to know the, the subtle differences maybe? Um, other than like language, um, people don't really know that um, Hong Kong actually like have our own government, that we have our own rules as well, even though like we're connected with like The government in China but we are not really similar in a way 
But other than that, uh, language, um, there's nothing else that we can like tell you guys to like see the difference. But you can definitely see it when you guys actually meet us in cup events and stuff. Yeah. And you know it's more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Every time I ask this question about stereotypes and I mean about differences between cultures that could be like, for example, people from the Punjab culture and the Tamil culture, they got confused mm -hmm. as well, right? So when I ask these kind of questions, they are like, please ask us before just thinking anything, ask us. We are happy to answer those questions yeah. and to clarify anything, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent agree. Are you planning to stay here in Canada? Well, here in Canada, or are you planning to get back to Hong Kong or maybe to explore another part of the world? What do you want to do once you graduate? Um, well, it really depends if I can find a job. <laughs> But um, <laughs> yeah. I do want to spend some time in Canada as well, or because um, my sister is in Australia, Sydney, I mean Sydney, Australia, so I might be spending some time there as well, or maybe Hong Kong, I'm still keeping my uh, options open, mm -hmm. so I don't really have a really firm answer for this question right now, but I'm still keeping some of my options open. Yep. Okay, and you, Rachel? Oh, um, it's probably like two years later, but I would definitely want to travel around the world before I'm trying to like find what I want to do for my life um like being around the world can probably like let me know what like who I am and what I really want to do for like the like you know for ourselves and also like the society and but I would definitely want to stay in Canada but also like if I have a chance I would want to come back to Hong Kong. It depends on like what professionals I'm going for. Um, but yeah, Hong Kong is always like my home and always where I want to go back to. Mm -hmm. uh, even though like Canada is like definitely like home to me now. And but like Hong Kong is still like a, such a special place in my heart. Like um, I would always want to come back. Yeah. And, yeah. Every immigrant, when they are from a country where you speak another language, a different one, um, then you start a couple of years later, start thinking in English, maybe because you live here. Is that your case or you're still thinking or your thoughts are in Cantonese? <laughs> like literally fun fact that like um, I found out that I think in English when I like started, like I started dreaming in English. Like, so creepy, but like. It started switching to English and I'm like, wait, wait, why am I speaking in like in English in my dream? Like, mm. so yeah, but it was like kind of like a surprise and <laughs> how like, um, like how long I spend in Canada can like change my, like me inside. Your <laughs> so, like, mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. The first time that I, it happened to me, it was like, oh my God, why am I dreaming in English? But then yeah. I realized that my English is some days is good and some days is awful. So it's like, okay, it's a process and it's a never ending process, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, and, and you, Priscilla, are you dreaming in English too? <laughs> I think I have, I've experienced that as well. But for me, I usually like now because like I'm in Hong Kong, so I usually speak in Cantonese. But when mm -hmm. I was in, so in Kingston or like in Port Hope, I think in English and I speak, obviously speak English. Mm -hmm. But when I do 
math when I calculate, <laughs> my 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 mind is all Cantonese. Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting fact. Yes, like I don't know why mm-hmm. that happened, but I think it's like I talked to some of my friends who is also like oh their mother their mother tongue is not English, and mm-hmm. then this happened to them too. So yeah, yeah, I don't we know can't do our own I'm, language. Yeah, I don't know if that's a bilingual thing. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, ha- it had happened to me as well. When it's a matter of numbers, I still yeah, even yeah. say the numbers out loud in Spanish because for me it's easier rather than... Yeah, yeah, I don't know why, but numbers are a pretty kind of tricky thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. So before we say goodbye with another song, teach me something in Cantonese. Um... <laughs> um What do you want to learn? Um, okay, so of course the first one and the most important I think is hello or hi or something like that. Um, honestly, oh. with this one, everyone in Hong Kong they say, say hi. Hello. Yeah, we say hello. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. like <laughs> three languages, so okay. like we combine English and now Cantonese, uh-huh. and then like we speak Cantonese, of course, English and Mandarin, but yeah, we like use English and Cantonese like together. Okay. So that's makes it like your hello as like hello for us too. Okay, so oh. now I understand why you dream in English because if there are some similarities, maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, um I can think of one. Um, okay. Tell me. So oh. in Cantonese, sorry is is so- sorry is kind of sorry. Like sorry <laughs> is sorry. So <laughs> people speak people say sorry in English. Uh-huh. when they're sorry in Hong Kong. So, um, <laughs> but when they say please is mgoi. Mgoi? Yeah. So like with a name at the beginning, like mgoi? Yeah, mgoi. So that means um, maybe saying, oh, I want to get off in this station. So they would say mgoi um, zhe That means um, please give me some space so I can get out. Um, yeah. Excuse so me. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes, excuse me. Oh, okay. So excuse, excuse me, is a, is a, it's a pretty useful one as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But also like, mgoi, that word also can mean like, thank you. So if I handing something to Priscilla, Priscilla would say thank you to me. But in Cantonese, we can also say mgoi. Ah, mgoi. Yeah. yeah. So it's a pretty, um, like, like we use this word all the very, time. Very often. Okay, is there a common way to call your partner? For example, here they use honey or love or... I think honey is like it's like a, a pretty common one here. Uh, so how do you call your partner there? We always um, have nicknames for them, I think. Yeah, people usually make up nicknames yeah. or like... I, I know so there are some like BB, like baby. Yeah, <laughs> okay. we, we there's someone baby. calling their partner like that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even the name, like, for example, it's like my name, like my Chinese name, and then my last name is Chu, and then it will make it like a double or like Chu Chu or something like that, like Juju or something like that. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So your original name is not Priscilla or Rachel, right? Yeah. Like so, my, my you know, what's Chinese your original name? name? Mm-hmm. My Chinese name is, so like you can see my name is Priscilla Lam. So Lam is my last name. Mm-hmm. And then my... Chinese name is Lam and then Lam. Lam is Lam. And then Lam is Lam, okay. Lam, Sam Yi. 
Tamni is basically my first name. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And and you, Rachel? Yeah, like my first name is actually Rachel, but then like my middle name is actually the Chinese name. Um, my last name is Chu, which is Ju, and then my middle name is Ming Hun. So my uh, my Chinese name is Ju Ming Hun. We often have like three words um, in our Chinese name, mm-hmm. but of course you can put like four uh, letters and like two letters. But your last name is always like in the front. It's ah. different, like in English, too, like though, right? Because like Rachel Chu is like the Chu last name is like the last part of our name. But in in, in Chinese, in Cantonese, and Chinese, mm-hmm. um, we put our last name first. Yeah. Ah. Okay. 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 That's how it works. Okay. I, I love to understand that. Okay, <laughs> girls. It was a pleasure meeting you today. It was a pleasure knowing more about Hong Kong and your club and you, of course. As a, and and thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for reaching out to us. And um, it's been a pleasure to introduce our culture and our club to everyone who listens to the radio as well. So um, hopefully we can meet uh, our, you guys in uh, in person. <laughs> yeah, whenever this ends. As soon as possible. Yeah. And thank you for having us. Yeah, you. please, please repeat, repeat your, your Instagram or your Facebook account so that people can follow you. Um, so our Instagram is Queens HKSA, so Q U E E N S H K S A, and then the Facebook is just Queens Hong Kong Association. Awesome. Yep. This was the interview with Priscilla and Rachel from Queen's Hong Kong Students Association. If you want to listen again to this interview, you can find it on our website podcast.cfrc.ca. My name is Silvia Bejar. Thank you for listening and see you next time. It sound right, boy.